Hey guys, this is Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Join hosts Rachel Kukaji and Director of Health Services Brock Latz as they talk with health professionals about their areas of expertise to give you tips on how to live well in every aspect of your life. You can also catch this episode on Spotify if you miss it on the radio. Hello and welcome back to Wellness Weekly. I'm Rachel Kukaji. And I am Brock Lutz. And today we have our counselor, Dustin Flores, back with us to talk about one of his favorite topics, Jordan Peterson, yep. our 2022 commencement speaker. Is that fair to say one of your favorite topics? That, that's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Well, when I when I got the email that Jordan Peterson was our commencement speaker, the first thing that I thought was, I cannot wait to talk to Dustin <laughs> about this because I know how geeked you would be. And so I, I waited at your door and was like, <laughs> did you hear? And, and you said, I've just gotten a, a whole slew of text messages. So obviously everyone knows about your your affinity here, but perhaps obsession. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we thought, you know, that this being the last episode before commencement, that it'd be good to bring you in and talk about the commencement speaker. So I don't know, like, could you start off giving us just a little bit of a background about just his career and different things, but also really answering that question of, why are you excited about him coming? What do you think he has to offer Hillsdale? And then, you know, you've said before that everyone needs to read Jordan Peterson. So why, why is that? That's a whole slew of questions. Yeah, that's a lot of questions. You're going to have to remind me of those. Um, so, yeah, right. Is that, is that a no-no in the radio <laughs> business? You're like, seriously, there's yeah. five questions. What is wrong with you? Yeah, interview <laughs> tips, ask easy questions, but not yes or no questions. That's right, yep. <laughs> Um, right. If I remember that story correctly, too, I think I was standing up holding my laptop. And when when I actually read it, I, I about threw my laptop. Yeah, I was right. so excited. So, uh, th- thankfully, it's still with us. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, I'm just going to share a little bit of um, biographical info for the, those who don't know, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, so he's actually a Canadian. He was born and raised in northern Alberta, right, um, in a very small town. Uh, up there, and then he uh, received his bachelor's degree uh, in political science, and then and then psychology, which was actually later. So he finished mm. his political science degree, and then later on realized he wanted to mm. add psych to that um, at the University of Alberta, and he got his PhD in clinical psych um, from McGill University University uh, in Montreal, which I know is not the right pronunciation, but yeah. uh, that's <laughs> that's where he went. That's the American pronunciation, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Um, after that, he actually taught at Harvard and did some research while there, um, and then he eventually moved uh, to his long-term home of Toronto, which is where he still lives, and he um, was a professor of psychology, clinical psychology, um, at Toronto until he uh, resigned officially, kind of once his stuff took off and his career took a different direction. Hmm. Um, so in the last couple of years, he's, he's published a few books. Um, he's done a number of lecture series. He's got his own YouTube channel and podcast going. Uh, kind of all uh, centered around kind of his, um, I, I don't want to say necessarily his idea. I don't think he would say his ideas. I think mm-hmm. he would say what he's garnished from his his research as a clinician, also his years of, of being a therapist, um, mm-hmm. and then just kind of all of the, the reading and engaging with um, the great literature and the great books uh, mm-hmm. that, he, that he has and these things that he feels like he's distilled um, and wants to, to talk about. Um, and so much of the last several years since about 2016 uh, has been uh, revolving around um, him kind of becoming famous and then just trying to be responsible with that fame and uh, mm-hmm. do something that he understands to be uh, helpful for the world. Well, mm-hmm. I, and I agree with him. So. Sure. Yeah. What, what ha- was there something that happened in 2016 that sort of sp- 
sparked that? Why why is that the date? Right, it's a good question. So, um, <clears throat> yes, in 2016, uh, I believe it was uh, the Ontario uh, government uh, was going to pass a law. It was called Bill, Bill C-16 uh, that was going to make it uh, illegal to not use gender pronouns, that, mm-hmm. that somebody's self-chosen gender pronouns, right? And uh, he was very uh, upset about this and it was really bothering him. And he was actually like couldn't sleep late one night. Um, and so he went to his computer one night and he had only sort of dabbled in YouTube <laughs> uh, at that point from what he explains. Mm. Um, but he recorded some videos just kind of mm. talking about this bill and talking about how dangerous it is um, to kind of tear apart free speech like this, how mm. dangerous it is to compel free speech legally and, and just why free speech is so important on even more than just a societal scale, on, on an individual level as well. Um, and he, he published those videos uh, uh, late at night and they took off. Um, they they wow. became viral very quickly and, and spread through the internet. And and so that kind of started his, his launch into to fame, as it were. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. so as a Hillso College student, and member of the class that voted on him becoming the speaker. I'm surrounded by people who love Jordan Peterson. And I don't think I've heard anything bad from him, but I really Mm. can't say I personally have know much about this. So this is a huge learning experience for me today. Mm. Um, So could you, on that topic, what do you think his um, like clinical psychology studies provide this more philosophical approach that he's taken in recent years like what do you what do you think that provides to his podcasting and commentary in the world right so one of my favorite things about listening to him and actually to to comment on something you said earlier brock uh i do recommend everybody read him but even more so if you can only do one i Mm -hmm. recommend that everybody listen to his podcasts or his youtube videos Mm -hmm. his lecture series is whether it's on his book is that, is that how you pronounce that word? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, whether it's on that yeah. b- his books uh, or uh, he did a biblical lecture series, mm-hmm. actually looking at the book of Genesis from a psychological perspective. Mm. Those are, I think, where where the real uh, the real money is. Uh, and then in the books, he kind of extrapolates uh, a, a bit more on what he talks about in those lectures. Mm. Um, to answer, you have to remind me your question and jump right on. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, so, and I start out with a long lead in about how everyone raves about him and I don't know a lot about him, but so I was wondering what do you think I've have always found interesting though, that he's got this clinical psychology background, but then, so, you know, in the world where science and politics are kind of put at odds with each other, it seems like he unites those two really well. So what, just as a listener and reader of him, do you like about how he brings that clinical psychology aspect into his just, commentary about life in the world yeah right good good question Rachel so um, he worked as uh, a practicing therapist a clinical psychologist uh, for about 25 years or so um, in between when he received his PhD and then kind of when he got famous and had to had to set that aside mm-hmm. um, and so one of my favorite things about all of the lectures is that he is constantly uh, bringing in um, his experience and, and and like things he learned or wisdom he gained from uh, doing that therapy. Mm-hmm. And he's constant, like, I, I feel like he's, he's regularly teaching me how to be a clinician, mm-hmm. how to be a therapist. Um, but he's also, he's not just doing that, he's using that experience to like help uh, kind of abstract bigger, broader ideas from that. And so the reason he's doing that is because of his experience as a therapist, as well as all of his reading and, and research, his, his kind of central idea of what makes 
life meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. or, or kind of how you, I don't know that he would phrase it this way, but how you pursue the good, to put it in Hillsdale yeah. terms, right? Mm -hmm. it is found in the individual and an individual choice and responsibility. You just said, you know, one of his tenets is to try to get people to, to live meaningfully. And you and I were talking about this yesterday because I, I, I've been listening to his, his audio book of 12 Rules mm -hmm. and, and commented that it's, it's amazing to listen to it because he does read it. And there actually are many, I would say probably five or six times that he gets quite choked up mm -hmm. as he's talking about what he's, I've never had that experience before listening to an audiobook where, mm -hmm. where someone's doing that. But um, other than, than that, you know, live life meaningfully, what are some other just tenets of what he would tell people on, Here's, here are some important things for you to know about life. Right. Yeah. So uh, one of one of the things he's um, he's harping on, he's talking about um, pretty constantly that fits quite well again with Hillsdale College, um, which is part of why I'm very glad that we're bringing him here. I think that's a good connection. Um, is just the utter importance of speaking the truth in in absolutely all things, like mm -hmm. absolutely right. Mm -hmm. The to the smallest level that you th right like white lies don't exist, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they, um, he talks, the, the way he phrases it is he says, when we sort of bend reality with our words, right? It's like bending a, a rubber band, right? Uh, and that it, reality will snap back, right? Wow. It will uh, reply, right, if you will. Mm -hmm. and, and so the, the best way to, to live well and to live meaningfully is to always be consciously speaking the truth or the way he would put it in one of his rules is at least not lying because mm. as he would say, the truth is complicated. So we don't always know the truth, but we can at least catch ourselves from lying, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's one of the, the most important things that he's just repeating again and again, which is one of those things that like seems obvious, right? Uh, but in our culture, it isn't so obvious yeah. anymore, right. right? One of the one of the questions um, that we brought up earlier, I'm going to ask and answer my own question, guys. That's so, right. um, is it, <laughs> sort of why you know the, something like why does the world need Jordan Peterson right now, or why did he get so big like right now, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know the full answer to that question, um, but I think some of the answer is just that he <laughs> he is pointing out and giving helpful uh, and in intuitive. Uh, explanations for things that used to just be general assumptions in the mm. Western world, things that we just took for granted and understood to be good and right, right, and, and never really questioned. And in our world today, in the 21st century, um, for better and for worse, really, but um, many of those things are questioned. And so he seems to be providing, uh, like, like explanations that just kind of make sense and come from a slightly different angle. They're not the same as just go be responsible, right? He's not just kind of wagging his finger mm -hmm. at people. He's actually giving you highly pragmatic, right? Mm -hmm. and, and even like psychological reasons why it's good for you to do this, why you should be motivated to speak the truth, to live responsibly and so forth. You're listening to Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And today we are back with our counselor, Dustin Flores, talking about our 2022 commencement speaker, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, and why everyone should read or listen to his work. So Dustin, you were talking just before I reset there about like him making things that were Western tradition years ago practical for people today. Could you explain a little bit more about like how does he give practical advice that is applicable to a wide, you know, a wide population of people that all seem to really like him? So 
what he doesn't often tend to do is is kind of give a do this don't do this and like be kind of overly specific right mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't make sense for him to do do that being a public figure a lot of specifics require like extra explanation mm-hmm. that he just couldn't give it, it's more so that he's trying to form like a mindset in people that are listening to him mm-hmm. a mindset that it, that is like I, I wrote here like radically pragmatic right so mm-hmm. maybe an example that I have here of that is like he's often trying to get us to think uh, uh, differently about like good and bad or, or morality, maybe how we, how we mm-hmm. tend to think. I, and I use this in my in my practice all the time with my students. Some of them will find it familiar, right? Um, rather than characterizing something as good or bad, thinking of it as helpful or unhelpful, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the pragmatic approach. Well, like, why is something good? Because it's because it is helping me achieve my goal, right? Mm. Because I've chosen a valued goal that I've decided is worth pursuing or it's just something that's inherently meaningful to me that I didn't necessarily choose. Mm. Either way, if I'm pursuing that goal, uh, it's helpful, it's good, right? If I'm not or I'm doing something that's hindering me, then it's unhelpful, right? So he's just trying to get us to to change our mindset on that. And even as I've applied that with students a lot, especially students with ADHD, right, which Mm -hmm. I I work with a lot, just phrasing it this way, right? Just mm-hmm. kind of trying to think about it slightly differently uh, and especially applying that to uh, a, a mental health struggle, which is often a, a brain issue, right? There's something going on in the brain that's a little different, right? And so thinking a, a, of it as this thing is hindering me. It's not that I'm a bad person because I can't do this thing, right? So Hillsdale has these like these very specific things that we would all kind of characterize as Hillsdale. You know, we talk about the good, we talk about Aristotle, we talk about virtue, we talk about uh, the, the liberal arts. What of, what, what, what of those things make Jordan Peterson a good fit here? Where do you think that kind of what Hillsdale is will resonate with some of what he says? Right. No, that's a really good question. Um, I've thought for a long time, even before I worked here, actually, that Hillsdale College and Jordan Peterson uh, made a good uh, mm-hmm. fit, a good mm-hmm. connection. Right. And um, so one of the reasons I think that is that he tends to embody, I think, the idea of the liberal arts that we're so very proud of here and mm-hmm. that we're trying to you know, instill in all of our students and staff, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I mean when I say that is he's not. So he's a clinical psychologist by trade and by training. Right. But he is constantly right. bringing in all of the literature uh, as in like uh, you know, great books, right? That he's right. that he's read and engaged with throughout his life. Um, he's he's bringing in uh, uh, neurobiology, right, and mm-hmm. kind of more material science as opposed to like psychology and soft sciences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's bringing all of these things together, and it's very clear. I was actually just last night listening to his podcast where he's talking with um, a, a physicist, right, and and. I'm getting kind of frustrated for him because <laughs> he is coming up with what I think are these fantastic questions about physics, right? Mm-hmm. That are clearly based on a bunch of this this other stuff that he's read and put together and, and built this connection and that he's sort of asking a philosophical question that's like, a f- physics adjacent, let's say, mm-hmm. right? right? And the physicist kept getting frustrated with him and yeah. sort of refusing to go, you know, no, I don't yeah. know anything about that. I, I, and just, kept, just, just kept... Just talk to me about physics. Right, exactly, right. Yeah. exactly. And like, Peterson was very gracious with the guy, but mm-hmm. I was uh, getting upset, you know, yeah. um, because uh, they were such good questions and mm-hmm. he's trying to draw this professional physicist, right, um, into this kind of broader, bigger, meaningful conversation that affects mm-hmm. our lives, right? And, and the guy just, he was, he was uh, you know, uh, a nice guy about it, but he didn't seem to really 
want to have anything to do with that. But mm. that's that's Pearson's uh, whole shtick in some sense. Mm. It's why um, a lot of people appreciate him, um, mm. which yeah. is because he's able to pull all of these big, meaningful ideas from different areas and start to draw the connections between all of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many times in 12 Rules he mentions Paradise Lost and John Milton and... You know, those those great books. Are there other things that you feel like are a good fit between him and Hillsdale? Um, yeah, many things. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to pick. Right. Um, I mentioned the truth earlier, but also, mm-hmm. I guess uh, kind of a big one is he, he his whole uh, uh, idea, like I, I talked about earlier, revolves around the individual. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, individual responsibility and the individual pursuit of meaning. Right. Um, this is what he says he learned from all of his research and his therapy experience and his reading and just his life experience. Right. Uh, that that's kind of where um, the I don't know, importance of life. Uh, uh, exist. And so one of the ways that that manifests politically, actually, is that he stands firmly against identity politics, right? Mm. Uh, and understands n- identity politics to not only be unhelpful politically, which is fairly easy to see, right? But like also how it's unhelpful to the individual, to our individual psychology, right? To sort of submit to this this, this uh, overly communal way of, of characterizing ourselves, right? Mm. That we, you know, he'll say all the time that like, uh, uh, you know, Groups of people can't, you know, repent of something. You know, groups of people uh, mm-hmm. can't can't be responsible. Individuals yeah. are responsible right. within mm-hmm. that group, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's obviously something that we're regularly trying to to talk about here at Hillsdale, and also just cultivate within our students, right? Which you know, th- and just like he would say, that doesn't mean there aren't important conversations that need to happen. But we're starting from a different standpoint about where and how those conversations happen. Right. I like what mm-hmm. you were saying too about the going back to the idea of like bringing in books with psychology and physics and that was something in my core psychology class I absolutely loved um, I'll shout out my professor Dr. Barnes incorporated some um, the debate in the world of psychology with psychology and philosophy and how those interact because philosophy we're thinking about like intangible things versus and psychology today will sometimes only talk about the tangible brain but mm-hmm. like where does the soul play in and so we just had some really cool discussions in class about that and i appreciated that because then i mean my stance in the paper i had to write for the class was you know the way the world works the world of the physicist does not exist in its own vacuum it right. exists right. around us human beings mm-hmm. that are like bodied and have a soul well and really psychology is applied philosophy i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's ideas and thoughts about what what does it mean to be a healthy person um what what makes up a person how do i change and and certainly i think one of the reasons why jordan peterson is you know are pushed back to uh, against is because of that individual perspective i was at a conference about two years ago a counseling conference and someone actually stood up in the main general session and said, we need to stop telling young people to be resilient. And I, I, I sat there and I thought, wait, where's the punchline? You know, but she continued and she said, because when we talk about resiliency, what we're doing is we're saying that the individual needs to change. And that's wrong. The system is what needs to change. <sighs> and I thought, Marxism, here we are, and yet that's, but, but it, and it sounded good, but mm-hmm. what people don't realize and what I think Jordan Peterson has, 
has really done a good job of, uh, of underscoring the importance of is that ideas really do have consequences. So it's really important that you recognize what your ideas are. Right. And actually, that's something that Peterson uh, talks about quite regularly is, is, well, okay, why Marxism is bad, right? And we talk about that a fair amount around here, but it's kind of always from an economic or a political standpoint, mm-hmm. right? And Peterson is, is, is well, he uh, probably agrees with those standpoints too, but like he comes at it from an, an individual standpoint that mm-hmm. for the person's psychology, yeah. right? For helping an individual person, let, let's say in an, in an oppressed community, right? Like do what they need to do to live a meaningful life, right? right. Or, or, or to, pr- to pursue goodness or, right? or just to climb out of their circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. That it's not actually helpful to lump them into, into a, a, a blob, right? Lump them into a, a system and just kind of tell them you don't have to worry about resiliency, like you said, right? right? Or anything like that. Yeah. Which is funny because then all those different interests actually come into contrast with each other because mm-hmm. while we have this whole like system which is who runs the system people run the system right. but while we have that we also have this world of you can define whoever you want and mm-hmm. you like you're not even stuck to the two genders like you can go any direction right. and so it's like if everybody's going every direction that's not lumping and so then it's funny because those those interests that people the same type of person will put forth actually competes against each other and is not like whatever happened to uniqueness right. of the individual mm-hmm. Your, the other marxism stuff doesn't work with that right no mm-hmm. that's true so just to add uh one other reason why i think um a kind of we, uh, dr peterson is so helpful right why i think a lot of us feel like um he's helped us change our lives i would include myself in that um is that he he kind of takes right he takes like things like neurobiology and, and Jungian myth analysis, right? Things that don't always seem like they should go together, right? In the mm-hmm. psychology, psychological world and literature, there's, you know, there's a debate between those two very things. They don't seem to fit, right? But he'll take things like that and, and he'll, he'll put them together and try to understand how to bridge that gap, right? Mm-hmm. And in doing so, like, and, and just talking about it vulnerably and openly, right? And, and, and honestly about like himself kind of autobiographically, right? He, he sort of just helps to build this conception in our in our minds, those of us who who, who consider ourselves fans and listen to him, that help us um, uh, bridge the gap between like our over materialized worldviews, right? Mm-hmm. That we all have, even to those of us who are religious. We just we have these over materialized worldviews. They help us bridge the gap between that and like the enchanted something, right? The 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 thing that we're getting at when we're talking about our spiritual lives or when we're going to church, right? That that help us try to, to bridge those gaps and, and kind of engage with that mm-hmm. which kind of um, drives us on to living good lives and pursuing the good, regardless mm-hmm. of what our religious or philosophical beliefs are. Well, on that wonderful note, you've been listening to Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And that's all for our episode with Dustin Flores on Jordan B. Peterson. Thanks, Dustin. Thank you.